0: Good morning and welcome to Diversity Facebook Live broadcast. I am Pastor Virginia and welcome from my home to your home. If this is your first time coming to worship with us, praise God and welcome. Like and share. Let's get this out on Facebook so that everyone is able to have a diversity worship experience. Amen. All right, listen, Pastor James has of course been studying. He is excited to get into the word and to teach us. And before he comes and ministers ministers God's word, I'm going to ask you to stand up right where you are. If you're driving, please don't stand up. Extend your arms and just begin to worship. We are going to do the call of worship together. I want you to begin to speak God's name. Say the name of Jesus, wherever you are, Start to tell him how awesome he is, how much you love him. Come on, just begin to fill him, fill your room with his praises. We love you, Lord. You are awesome. You are worthy of all the praises. Are y'all doing that at home? I want you to begin to change the atmosphere. I want you to begin to speak life. I want you to be, believe that God is coming in right where you are. Lord, we worship you. There is nobody like you, Father and we ask that you would come into our inhabitants, that you would come into our homes, our cars, that you would come into wherever we are and begin to completely change the atmosphere. Change our hearts, change our eyes, Father for people who are struggling, who need focus, who are distracted, who are heavy, who are sick, who are happy, who are joyful. Be our God, Lord. Be all that we need. Come into our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Prepare our hearts right now in the name of Jesus for what Pastor James has to minister to us. Lord, touch the praise and worship team. Touch them and bless them. Keep them and Lord, allow them to focus On what they practice but not just that lord if the spirit moves one way lord god i pray that they would just flow with it and that they would minister as you see fit lord we thank you for anyone and everyone that is able to watch this broadcast lord we ask that you would have your way and go before us as the praise team comes to minister in jesus mighty name we believe for these things amen amen at home come on if you're not standing to your feet stand to your feet, clap your hands. We love you, Lord. And we are excited to hear what Pastor James will be preaching on today. See y'all later.
1: to Diversity Church, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our diversity partners, first-time guests, and those joining us online. We are so honored that you chose us for your worship experience this morning. Please don't forget to like, share, and ask questions. Well, at Diversity, we believe that no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, Or your current location, whether you're watching me from the comfort of your own home, in your car, on your phone, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Because we've all gathered together to give who God the glory, honor, and the praise. For he deserves it. Amen. Amen. At this time, I'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements. Well, this week, we want to say Happy New Year to you. We pray that 2021 will be a blessed year. We pray that you'll prosper and have a wonderful year with your family. And that 2021 will be a year of reflection, a year of setting your vision and goals of what God has for your family. Don't forget, we have our church fast coming up. Our church fast starts January the 4th through the 24th. This is a time where we set food aside and we just take time to really, really get in a place with the Lord and to hear what he's saying to us, to write it down, to make it plain, to understand what he wants from us in 2021. Church, I am so excited to do this fast with you. Pastor is ready. I am ready. So let's join together as one body for our corporate fast. Starting January the 4th, through the 24th. Well, that's all the announcements I have for you today. We pray that you have a blessed week, a blessed new year, and a blessed 2021.
2: January 10th, the seventh day of the fast. Seven is the number of completion. It's not a coincidence that we're here, that you are here. Take advantage of this opportunity right now To sow a seed um, To step out on faith And trust God Good morning everybody And welcome to um, Tithes and Offering I feel like sometimes we go through the motions In this segment uh, And when people kind of check out uh, And not to make it about me at all Because it is totally not But today I really want you to focus on something I have a question I have a question that I want you to ask yourself and I want you to consider. Here's the scenario, question. So has anybody ever gone to a restaurant, whether it be McDonald's or like a five-star restaurant, whatever it may be. And when the waiter takes you to your seat or you find your seat, uh, you go to sit down in the chair and you kind of like put your legs on both sides, maybe and like straddle. I wish I could like show this as an example, but just picture this in your head. You go there and you straddle the seat before you sit down, like not putting your full weight um, in the the chair uh, in case it collapses. Anybody ever done that? I didn't think so. I didn't think so. No one does that. No one does that. Why? Because we have full faith and confidence that the chair is just going to inherently hold our weight. It's going to support us. It's going to support our weight. We don't think about it. It's, it's unconscious. Right? Um, so here's the other side of, the, of that question. Has anybody ever been short um, on a bill? You know, you didn't have enough money to make ends meet. You didn't ha- You didn't have enough in the, in the account for that bill to come through and something got shut off or something's about to be shut off. You know, um, and when... And when that happened, you immediately you, you panic. You, uh, you 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 beg, borrow, and steal from whoever, or you try to figure out, you know, what can I what can I do to to pay this off? And you start to sweat, and then you sacrifice things like like paying your tithe or doing other necessary things, and we panic, right? That's just like sitting. Going to sit into a chair and you hover over that chair, um, not really believing that the chair is going to support you. And here's what I'm saying, because some of you are probably a little foggy on this. Here's what I'm saying, and I want you to get this. Some of us have more faith in a chair with four legs that will support our wake, our weight, excuse me, because of the unconscious faith that we put into it. We unconsciously go and sit in a chair thinking that it'll hold our weight. And that, that chair hasn't done anything for you. Did that chair wake you up? No, it didn't. Did that chair uh, uh, heal you last week? Did, has that chair done anything for you besides sit there in the corner and expect you to be sit on, sat on? No, it didn't. But why do we treat why? Why don't we treat God with the same level of faith that we do a chair? Interesting. I know, and that's what I want to get you to see today. Hebrews eleven and one says, "Faith is a substance of things hoped for, and evidence of things not seen." Right? And we've all heard that, but I want to encourage you today that, like, nowhere you need to put your faith in. If you can put that much faith into a chair, put (laughs) that level of faith and more so in God. So when things aren't going right and when when you don't have enough money and your stimulus check hasn't come in and, and whatever it is, you're sick, you lost your job, instead of immediately panicking and straddling both sides of the chair not supporting it, put your sit back and and sit down and have full faith and confidence that the God who created you, the God who created life, every single thing, God created the person who created and invented the chair. Come on now. Somebody's got to stay with me on this because it's going to hit if not now, then later that we need to start having more faith and confidence in our Heavenly Father. In every situation of life, doesn't matter what it is, because he is the creator, he is in control. Faith is the is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Rest assured that your heavenly father, the God who sits on the throne, is in control, he knows your issues, and you can just ah, sit back and have faith that he's going to take care of your problem man yay for that that's good stuff (laughs) thank you holy spirit um so anyway text the word diverse to 73256 or go to diversity.church scroll down to the donate tab and give that way or you can mail it into 3201 itasca street join me in prayer heavenly father i thank you for this time lord god i ask that you would just bless us today Father, I I ask that you would increase our measure of faith, Lord, that you would help us to understand that you are in control of all things, despite what's going on in the world. Father, we can have more faith um, in you than we do in a simple chair. God, if we believe that's going to hold us up, Father, I believe that you are going to hold us up and sustain us no matter what comes. Father, I ask you to bless us, be with us, and I thank you, God, for this time. Be encouraged, saints, as we say, Amen. And jump back into praise and worship and enjoy the rest of service. We're here for you. God bless you.
3: Good morning, good morning, Diverse City Church. Welcome to the second Sunday of the best year of Europe. I am excited to be here today. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, if you made it through 2020, that this can be your year of fulfillment, that this can be your year where you flourish, and that this can be your year where you are fruitful. If you agree, put amen in the comments right now. All right. So since we're in week two, as most of you have made the commitment, we are on our corporate Daniel fast. Woo! That, that woo sounds a little bit weak. Because you're missing some chocolate, you're missing your caffeine, and you're missing your protein. But God is with you. Together as Diversity, along with other churches all across the globe, we are giving God our first, with full expectation that we will receive his best. So as we get ready, thank you, Praise and Worship team. Thank you, everyone that's done any forms of contributions for service. I want you to do me a favor right now in the comments let me know how are you doing with this fast how are you feeling be honest we won't judge you this is a safe place let me know how you're doing it with the fast you still hungry to the point that you hangry let me know how you're doing Come on, right now in the comments, let me know, what do you believe in God for? What is your purpose? What is your expectation? If God is speaking to you, let me know right now in the comments. I need your comments. I need your engagements. This gives us fuel, gives us direction for intercession as we go before the Lord this week. See, fasting, I know it's a challenge for all of us, and as you heard in the definition last week, that fasting is our way to demonstrate to God and ourselves that we are serious about our relationship with him. But it takes work. It takes sacrifice. Fasting when you study the word in the Hebrew, it means self-denial. When you're making a contribution, when you're pushing away the plate, it is going to take self-denial. When you study fasting in the Greek, it means to afflict one's soul or body. When you have to turn away the donut, when you have to turn away the double-stuffed Oreo, when you have to turn away peanut M&Ms, when you have to turn away brownies, cookies, cakes, oh my, greens, beans, tomato, all of it. It is afflicting your soul. But I believe... When we fast, this is our opportunity to tell our soul that my pleasures and my passions, you don't run me. I run you my spirit is leading my spirit is guiding my spirit is directing because God is not just somebody I see but he is someone that I know that he can birth a new experience as we say yes to him and no to the world as we say yes to him and say no to the food this is our time yeah come on so as we kind of work through this together remember I am your spiritual personal trainer this month as we go forth in part number two in our spiritual discipline series. So let's go and find our uh, focal passage for this uh, series, which is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Go ahead and find it. Locate it. Get it on your iPad. Get it on your phone. Get it on your tablet. Whatever you need to do. If not, it's going to be on your screen. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. And we're going to read it from the Good News Translation. Here's what the word says, but keep away from those godless legends, which are not worth telling, which which are not worth telling. Keep yourself in training for a godly life. Again, don't miss that part. Keep yourself, not your partner doing it, not this person doing it, not the pastor, not me, not the deacon, but keep yourself in training for a godly life. And then in verse number eight, it says physical training has some value, but spiritual exercise is valuable in every way because it promises life both for the present and for the future. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. Lord, we've asked that you just bless this word. Bless the hearer of this word. Lord, I pray that your word be enlightening to those that hear. Lord, I pray that your word brings encouragement to your people. Lord, I pray that your word empowers your people. Lord, we thank you that your word does not return void. I thank you, Lord, that you're giving us supernatural power, supernatural strength to be able to push away the plate, to make a consecration to you during this season. We're not perfect, but Lord, we want to make progress. We want to be true disciples. We will deny ourselves. We will pick up our cross, and we will choose to follow you. And Lord, we thank you that you will honor our steps. Lord, we allow you to give us strength and power to exercise our spiritual disciplines, because you have equipped us to exercise ourselves appropriately. Let 2021 be a year that we're different. Let 2021 be evident that we're more than conquerors. Let 2021 be evident that we are ambassadors for your kingdom. We thank you today that we're going to be able to learn and apply and to sow to come out better, stronger, and deeper in you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. So here we go. So spiritual training. As we discussed last week, there are two types of disciplines as believers that we all have to engage in, Papa John. There's the discipline of abstinence. Say abstinence. Abstinence. And the discipline of engagement. Say engagement. engagement. Just like working out, if you want to lose weight... Abstinence. There are certain things that we can't eat. There are certain restaurants you should just avoid. There are certain things that you should not buy at the grocery store if you're committed to physical discipline. But in the spiritual context, the discipline of abstinence is fasting, as we talked about last week. The discipline as well is solitude where you shut down everything else and you just give your full attention to God, that you tune out the world so that we can tune into him. And then also, it is the discipline of environment. Some of us got to stop certain conversations. Some of you may have to make the decision like me is just remove and deactivate certain accounts so you do not get off the course of what God wants to do, say, and speak to you. But then there's the discipline of engagement. See, when we want to lose weight, there are certain things that we have to eat fruits vegetables all of this wonderful stuff you probably can drink a gallon of water there are certain things you may not like it may not taste good but it's good for you but we do it because we are exercising ourselves into a certain type of body a certain type of shape not just in the natural but in the spiritual and then spiritual engagements it requires prayer it requires worship, and it requires service. So today, as we head into part two, we're going to talk about prayer. Say prayer. 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 So many different ways, so many different terms, so many different analogies. Of what we could use to describe prayer, but I think where we are when we think about fasting, what, do, what would I say as just a one-liner for prayer? And you could put this on the screen. It's prayer is a mental, written or oral communication with God. Don't miss this, Charles. The fa- it's communication with God, the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, the son, and with the assistance of the Holy Spirit. That comes from Tony Evans. I know you like him. Again, let me say that again. Prayer is mental, written, or oral communication with God, the father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the son, and with the assistance of the Holy Spirit. That's the type of prayer that we want to engage in during our time as we make our sacrifice. Prayer, it is our spiritual weapon that gives us access to enable kingdom things happening on earth. It is indefensible. It will expose. It will illuminate. It will reveal. It can conceal. Prayer is a powerful thing. Yeah. See, 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 see. People may refuse our love. They can reject my message, but they are defenseless against my prayers. You may not like me. You may not want to come to church. You may be waiting on a vaccine, but my prayers can touch your heart. My prayers can change your mind. Our prayers can shift the king's heart and it can turn it to and fro however he wants. That's the kind of prayer that we're doing. We do it in Jesus' name and we allow the Holy Spirit to get the work. Say, get the work. Come on, come on. But Statistics will tell you that most Christians don't pray every day. Statistics will tell you that most Christians do not even pray for even five minutes. So we have all of this power, but what's going on? We have all of this power, but why aren't we talking to Him? And pandemics don't make those statistics better. If we can be honest, it's become worse. And see, when you think about prayer, all forms of spiritual discipline sits on prayer. Like fasting's good, solitude's good, worship's good, service is good, but it has to sit on prayer. It has to sit on our relationship with God. See, prayer is like when we work out, it's like legs day. I hate legs day. I am straight up, And we go to the gym, we see a lot of people with big glamor muscles, a big fat juicy net that's about 20 inch inch on your neck, on your shirt size, and they got chicken legs (laughs) because they skip leg day. And God is saying, I know a lot of believers that are walking around with no balance, can barely hand on, they're double-minded, they're unstable in all their ways because they have skipped the quintessential leg day, the biggest muscle in our body, the muscle that gives us balance, the muscle that gives us power, the muscle that gives us endurance, the muscle that stimulates our metabolism. You can't do this life with God without prayer. See, communication, no relationship lasts without communication. Communication is the lifeblood of every relationship. If you don't have a relationship with your kids, are you communicating? If your relationship and your marriage is weak, Are you communicating? One of the things about dealing in a social distance environment, the question is, how do we as a church, how do we as a people still communicate? See, when we look at the life of Jesus, one of the things that stand out, one of the things that he did more than anything else was prayer. The person without sin prayed the most. And we with the most sin pray, never mind. I'll be quiet. It's only been 10 minutes. I'm still doing good on time. Anyway, but the Bible talks about, what is it, in Luke chapter 11, the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. Because we see you're spending a lot of time doing it. We see before you get started on your day. You go up to the mountain. You go and spend some time. You come back refreshed. You come back renewed. You come back with focus. And we see, we saw prophets pray. We saw Pharisees pray. We saw teachers pray. But when you pray, it's a little bit different. We see... Your results are different when you pray. Lord, teach us how to pray. See, pray, when we think about prayer, we're all about the request. But God is all about the relationship. We want the request. God wants the relationship. We want his hand. God wants a heart. See, prayer does not notify God of a need because he's omniscient. He's omniscient. It doesn't tell him the need, but it expresses our dependency on him. Okay, that's going to catch you on Tuesday. You haven't had enough caffeine. I'm going to say it again. Prayer does not notify God of the need, but it expresses our dependency on him. And see, when you add prayer with fasting, it is an undefeatable combination. Prayer is connecting with God. Fasting is disconnecting from the world. And when you start doing both things begin to happen. You start to be able to see a few things. Things starts to shift. Things starts to happen. Something has to break. God begins to move and shift. He changes your mind. He changes your thoughts. He changes your attitude. So this is our time to not only disconnect from the world, but to connect, reconnect, get into the new power strip with God in 2021. Amen. 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 See, I believe there's about 10 people online. I just feel it in my spirit. You've prayed a lot in 2020. And you're like, you know what? I don't know about this prayer thing. And if you allow me today, as your personal trainer, I got a new regimen for you to diagnose some of your frustration and some of your agitation in prayer, the right prayer, the godly type of prayer is going to be the key to the difference for you. Amen. See, <clears throat> when was it? I think I was working out in the gym. I was doing my little rope thing. I was pulling down. My biceps and triceps are hurting. I start sweating. And God just began to drop in my spirit hot prayers. He said in 2021, we got to have hot prayers. We've had some warm prayers we've had some cold prayers, we've had some stale prayers. The question that we want to talk about for the next 20 minutes, yes, that's a big understatement. Do you pray hot prayers? See, because the Bible talks about in James chapter four, some of the things that we did not get answered in 2020 is because we prayed with the wrong motives, because it was all about our pleasures, that it was more self-focused versus God-focused, and God is saying that is not a hot prayer. So let's kind of look at this real quick. Go to your least favorite book, Revelations. <gasps> never mind. Revelations. Go ahead to Revelations chapter three, because I really believe as we're in this last era, this last day of the church and all that we've experienced and all that we have been through, that God begins to expose and show something that I believe that's going to speak to your spirit today. Again, let's go to Revelations chapter three. Let me just kind of give you some context so you can respect the content. Revelations chapter 3 is a letter written to the church of Lodicea. In Revelations, it talks about seven churches, and God begins to write letters to them. And if I can be honest, the church of Lodicea, they got the roughest one. It was hard, and it was tough. However, it was real it was true, and it was, and it was authentic. See, the church of Laodicea was prospering. The church of Laodicea was doing well, and God begins to challenge them and says, you know what, you're praying warm prayers, you're praying cold prayers, and the only way it's going to become a heart prayer if we deal with your attitude The only way it's going to become a heart, a a hot prayer is if we deal with your heart posture in 2021. I know you said a lot of stuff in 2020 and you've already repented for it. And just because you suppressed it, now we got to deal with it. If you want to move forward, God is saying we got to deal with the heart because now when you read scriptures like Hebrews chapter 4 when the Bible says to let us come boldly to the throne room of grace you still have skeletons in the closet and now you're walking timid before God and God is saying make it hot, come bold make it hot to my throne room make it hot to my throne room of grace, it's not you, you're talking to me through the assistance of the Son, through the assistance of the Holy Spirit, come boldly to the throne room of grace where we can receive mercy we can get our help in the time of need in a year like 2021 see when we come boldly there's a confidence when we come boldly there's no fear tony when we come boldly there's an assurance naisha when we come boldly there's an expectation miss sharon So if you want God to answer your prayers this year, then you got to pray hot. This is the time right now. If you haven't done so already, go ahead. Buckle your seatbelt. It's about to get real. Verse number 15. Put it on the screen. Verse number 15. Look at this. I know all the things you do that you are neither hot or cold. I wish you were one or the other. Verse number 16, it says, but since you are lukewarm water, neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. That is God talking. Woo. Wow. He said, you got to make a decision. Who are you going to serve? You with me or not? Who are you going to serve during this year? Whose promises are you gonna stand on? Are you gonna stand on promises or problems? Which one? Pick one. I can deal if you're going to just stay in your problems. I can deal if you're going to stay with your promises. But I cannot deal when you keep one way over here, one way over there, one way over here, one way over there. Because now you're messing up my name. See, now we don't like to call ourselves Christians. We want to just say we're disciples or followers because the state of our 72% Christian nation, the reputation's looking a little bit bad. Who are you going to stay with during this time? lukewarm. God wants to break the mundane and the trivial routines that we created in church, that you created in your home, that you got a place where you're holy, but then in the other areas of your house, you're acting like H-E-double-Hacklestick. Yeah. Lukewarm is a place where disease is able to grow. Lukewarm, where we're in a place of this. Ease. It is our spot where we stay in our feelings. It is a spot when we stay in us being comfortable. Lukewarm is how we can describe the state of the nation's relationship with God lukewarm you're common lukewarm you're staying in the familiar lukewarm you said you know what i'm okay with being average in 2021 and god is saying god has told me god has told you that you're awesome you're selling for average god said you are awesome you were designed to be awesome you were designed to be an ambassador you were designed to be anointed See, our problem is we, we get caught up in following man's metrics versus God's design. And there is a difference. Man's metric said, you need this. You need that. You got to have this. You got to have this house. You got to have two cars. You got to have a dog. You have to have a white picket fence. And God is saying, I could take all of that down. You got to follow God. God has to lead you. God has to guide you. God has to show you what you need to do for God. You have to fully accept and fully believe everything that he has said about you. You are awesome. God said you are fearfully and wonderfully. Come on, God. God said that we were created in his what? Come on now. God said we are not the tail, but we are the what? Come on now. Do you believe it? Because if you believe the other side, you are lukewarm. If you believe the other side, you're missing on your dominion. If you believe the other side, you living without power. But, 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 Pastor James, this year, you're going to have to make a decision. Because pandemics shake up the lukewarm. Pandemics shake up the phony. Pandemics shake up the religious. You can't just keep double-dutching, playing both sides, Oh, heads or tails. No, pick who you're going to serve, who you going to roll with. Don't go too fast. Lukewarm. You know what's right, and you decide to do other stuff. Lukewarm, you know better, but you don't want to do better. Lukewarm, you're okay with stepping in, but you don't want to risk too much. And God is saying when we look at this church that he is not impressed with our deeds. Lukewarm. Where are you today? Lukewarm when we only make requests and we forget the relationship. Lukewarm when God is becoming a sugar daddy, when God becomes Santa, when God is saying, I don't care about your sacrifices, he wants your heart. 2021 will you give him your heart are you praying hot prayers are you praying prayers that catch fire God told the prophet Nathan Pastor Aldeen, and Kevin since you're back there that man looks on the outside but God looks at the heart he doesn't care about your position but God cares about your posture 2021 has been a testing and challenging time for all of us on different stages and on different levels. And God is saying, let's get it right. Let's make it fast. I'm willing to give you a clean start because in my secret place, it is hot. Hot prayers. Hot prayers. See, when water is hot, it can be used for cleansing, cleansing. And purified. Yeah. And if water's cold, at least it's refreshing. You know, the Bible does say sin is good for a season. It's refreshing. Party over here. But lukewarm carries no value. Come on, raise your hand in your comments if you like lukewarm coffee. You got to make a decision. Make that thing hot or put some ice cubes in it. I don't want lukewarm coffee, I don't want lukewarm tea, I do not want lukewarm food, and I definitely on January 25th do not want a lukewarm hot chocolate chipahoy cookies, brownies, and a donut at Dunkin Donuts with the red sign on the outside, make it hot! Okay, back in the spirit. Lukewarm is a place of danger lukewarm is when we're more self-righteous versus selfless lukewarm is where we can say we love god but we're full of pride lukewarm as the bible talks about in romans chapter seven that the things i want to do i struggle with but the things i don't want to do i'm pretty good at it matter of fact that's my normal practice and god is saying shift over get hot And if I can be honest, as a pastor, some of you, it's not a matter of being self-righteous or dealing with pride. But for me, God, I begin to cool down because I got tired. When are we going to open? When are we not going to open? What's going to go on with the church? Am I going to catch the virus? And it began to drain me. So my time of prayer my time of spending time with him it was going up I was saying all of the right things but it wasn't hot I got tired Trying to figure out things that didn't happen. Trying to figure out if we're going to stay open, if we're going to stay closed. Trying to figure out what my family's doing over here. Trying to figure out what you're doing, what you're posting, what you shouldn't be posting, what I shouldn't be saying, what my kids are doing. I got a homeschool. They need to go to school. We got a problem. I got tired. Vis-a-vis, or we get distracted, however you want to spend it. If you fall into a state of being tired or distracted, your prayers, your relationship, your time with God, the temperatures just begin to turn down. And when you begin to make your petitions before Him, it's just not as hot as it used to be. I know I can't get no witnesses today. Lukewarm. And God told me 2021, this may not be for the church, but it's for me. Rest. Rest. Continue to work, but rest. Matter of fact, you tired because you tried to do too much versus resting and allowing me to work. Rest. Some of y'all need to rest. Some of y'all need to get busy because y'all ain't doing nothing. But there's a few of you that are trying to do so much. Being the God to this person. Being the God to that person. Being this pastor. Being this minister. And God said to rest. Pray and rest. Pray and trust me. Rest. Do not overextend yourself in this season. Rest. Come on. Put rest in the comments right now. Rest rest rest. If you rest, he will work. God created on six days and on the seventh day, he rested. He wasn't tired. He couldn't do, he could have did more, but he knew as he led to be an example that we have to learn how to rest. I know it's not popular, but some of you need to sleep more. Some of you need to build in a sabbatical because you're working, trying to do out, and you're becoming like the church of Lodicea and say, but look at all this stuff I got. Isn't it nice? it's paid off look at my promotion and god is saying you are lukewarm and now your heart because you want validation from the stuff versus your savior come on you gotta rest 2021 yeah i know it's tight i'm just adding 45 cats here Shh, 45 cats there it's about to get heavier you gotta go push rest rest Rest, Pastor James. Be still and know that I am God. Rest, Lawanda. Be still and know that He is God. Rest, Charles. Cast your cares upon Him because He will care for you. Rest, Papa John. All who labor and who are heavy laden burden, I will give you. Come on. Rest don't overwork yourself. Rest. Rest in God's promises. There are 7,000 promises in the Bible, but it's not going to cause you to do it, but you got to rest in his word. You got to rest in his will. You got to rest in his plans, and he will hear it if it's coming in hot. That's right. Andy Minio, coming in hot. Yeah. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> 2021 is a year for our church to be hot. That's not a numerical thing, but it's about an environment. It is about a presence because everything lukewarm that comes in here should die. Everything lukewarm has to go away. And if you're going to make a decision today, you've got to shift out of the place of being lukewarm. It is toxic. It is affecting other people. And God is saying, make a decision. 2021, what are we going to do? 2021, are you ready to get serious about kingdom business okay I stepped on a lot of toes verse number 17 it's gonna get worse sorry verse number 17 put this on the screen it says you say I am rich I have everything I want I don't need a thing hmm and you don't realize that you are a wreck and miserable and poor and blind and naked. That's what the text said. Say it one more time. Okay, it says, you say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need anything. And you don't realize this is what God is saying. You're a wreck. You are miserable. You are poor. And you are blind because you are lukewarm. See, what do we see here? A strong contradiction between the standard of man versus the standard of God. See, this is what happens when we're going after the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of pleasure versus the pursuit of joy and the produce the fruit of peace. Amen. There's a contradiction going on here. See, it just really hit me wrong when he said you're blind. Matter of fact, you're naked, you're exposed, you're in a danger zone place. See, your deeds as a believer will be hot or cold based on your heart posture. God wants your life to be transformed. Stay with me, go down. Come on, your deeds have to be reexamined because if you're doing it from a place of lukewarm, you're only going to get limited joy you're only going to get limited love you're only going to get limited peace but when it becomes hot it becomes lasting it's not something that you have to fight for it's not coming from the outside but it comes from the inside lukewarm says i want to go to church but have you given your life to the lord Lukewarm says I'm doing better than them. Lukewarm says my bank account is fatter than them. Lukewarm says my wife is hotter than yours. Lukewarm says you lost your job and I still got mine. Lukewarm says I got more likes. I got more followers. Lukewarm says, I got my bank account is deeper than yours. Lukewarm says that my kids are doing better than school, and you gotta check the heart. But if we want to stay hot we don't compare to other people jesus becomes our standard and no matter how far we have come we have all fallen short of the glory when jesus becomes our standard then we can see meekness then we can see humility then we can see real agape love in our lives See, when we read verse 17, it talked about, hey, I got everything. And God has said, no, you're blind and you're naked. See, here's the first thing. Point number one. I'm like, "Ooh, okay, point number one. If you want a hot prayer, hot prayers must have adoration. Hot prayer needs Adoration. Adoration begins to raise up the temperature in the room, in the room. Adoration reminds yourself of who he is and who your God is. Adoration shows your loyalty and your commitment to him. Adoration can be done through a song, it can be done through a post, it can be done through a dance. It becomes through our worship. Adoration, we reflect on his attributes. We reflect on his goodness. Adoration has to be there for your prayers to be hot. See, I'm not trying to minimize or dilute your experience in 2020. Pay attention to what God is doing. See, 2020, you say, you know what? I don't have a lot of reasons to praise God. Can I submit to you today that your good days still outweigh your bad days? You should praise God, not for what he did do, but the things that he didn't do. That accident that didn't happen, that person that didn't die, the time that you should have got coronavirus, and he blocked (laughs) it. Adoration, Lift him up. Adoration. How many people have to die? How many people have to go through tragedy for you to understand that if it wasn't for God, if it haven't been for Jesus, all the things that he has done for me, all the breakthroughs that he has done for me, I am not different, but God has favored me. God has kept me. And as a result, the least I can do, as a result, the least I can offer is a praise. Adoration. Is required to make your prayers hot. Adoration. When you get in that time of praise and of worship and reflecting on who he is, you begin to experience and see his holiness. And as a result, I get hot. My hands start shaking. I start thinking about his love. I start thinking about his mercy. I start thinking about his goodness. I start thinking about his power. And things begin to change. Hot prayers need Adoration. Come on, put that in the comments. I need to get my adoration up today. Come on. Verse number 18. Okay. Verse number 18. The Bible says this. Come on, check this out. Don't miss this. It says, so I advise you to buy gold from me. Gold that has been purified by fire then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me so you will not, so you will not be shamed by your nakedness. This is the glory of God. An ointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. See, point number two, hot prayers in the refiner fire. Hot prayers need confession. Think about that. It is the confession when we can give our ashes and he turns it into beauty. It is in confession where we submit our clay and we turn it over to the potter. It is our confession of sin when we can be real, not the fake repentance because you had an emotional experience in church, but when it's real confession, real repentance, when we begin to admit, when we begin to realize that the things that he said, I am off the mark. The things that he told me I should do, I messed up. It is my sin. It is my iniquity. It is my transgression. Whatever it is, sin to miss the mark. Iniquity, I know better, but I messed up. Transgression, I know better, and I can't stop doing it. God said, make a confession, and I will make it hot. Make a confession, and I can refine it in the fire. This is hard for a lot of people because we're doing well all by ourselves. It is hard for a lot of people because we just read up on another $600. It is hard for a lot of us to be transparent, not just on our actions, but here's the hard part for men's about our feelings and our emotions. See, we like to repent for stuff of what we've what we done or what we got caught doing. But have you been real with God about your emotions? Like, have you had authentic conversations with him about the things you would like to do, <laughs> but you know a little bit better about the feelings of how 2020 really made you feel? I know when you see people and you say bless the Lord I am highly favored everything is going well but have you had a moment to really confess to God how you really feel I'm going to bring up a text and it really wrecked me about yesterday and I need you to find this because we're going to look at the life of David when we see a man after God's own heart but we know he got issues. We know when he was getting ready to die and they wanted to test to see if he was dead. They put a naked woman in his bed just to make sure because David used to get around on the get down. But David, a man at the God's own heart, what makes him different is that he got real and he got authentic, and David's prayers were hot. Go ahead and find Psalms chapter one or 109 and we're going to read from the English Standard Version. And I'm going to read at least I normally don't like to read like a whole chapter, but I want to give you like a good 12 verses about a real hot emotional prayer. And honestly, a lot of Christians, we don't pray like this, but we like to post like this, but we like to talk like this. But if we want to be purified by the fire, if we want to pray hot prayers, we're going to have to get real. We're going to have to get uncut. We're going to have to get rated R with God because he already knows. But you're dependent on other things. And God is saying, this is your time to become dependent on me. Again, Psalms 109, verse 6, and I think we're going to about 15. This is David having a bad day. This is David. He's upset based on how his um, oppressors, how his enemies are treating him. And y'all may think this is a cold prayer. But I'm telling you, this is a hot fire, 400 degrees. You don't go back that. Now you should knew that, son. Juvenile. Come on, somebody. Anyway, <laughs> Psalms 109, English Standard Version. Check this out. A point a wicked man against him, let an accuser stand at his right hand. This is him talking about his enemies. When he tried, let him come forth guilty. Let the prayer be counted as sin. May his days be few. May another take his office. Uh Uh-oh, I don't even want to talk about that. May his children be fatherless. Ooh. And his wife become a widow. May his children wander about and beg, seeking food far from the ruins and the inhabitant. May the creditor seize all that he has may strangers plunder the fruits of his toil this is david having a real emotional conversation with god getting it off of his chest letting it be known how he feels about the situation going to god letting him know let me continue i got four more verses let there be none to extend let there be none to extend kindness to him nor nor any to pity his fatherless children. May his posterity be cut off. May his name be blotted out in the second generation. May iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord. And let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be before the Lord continually that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth. Wow. That's tough. I said, Lord, when's the last time I just kept it real? And if we can be honest, we feel those things. If we can be honest, we have those thoughts. But if, we're, if we can be real and authentic, did you tell God about it? Were you willing to journal how you felt about it? Were you willing to talk to him or did you just only talk to your spouse? Did you just only talk to the pastor? Did you just only write it on facebook and say i'm asking for a friend were you willing to talk to god this is our time to exercise ourselves into godliness and god is saying stop confessing over here stop confessing over there stop confessing behind but god is saying look up and confess it to me I can deal with it I can handle it I am omnipresent I am omniscient I can help you get through this but you're suppressing it and you think you're more holy and you're becoming the church of lotus and God is saying it needs to be refined it needs to be purified and that only happens when you give it to him you gotta make this hot. You gotta be authentic about your time. You gotta be committed to your time with Him. See, God is saying when you start praying these type of hot prayers, it is like when I think about confession. It's almost like from a workout context. Keeping up with that analogy is us stepping into a sauna. See, asana is different just being in St. Louis where it's 20 degrees or being in the gym where it's a controlled environment, about 70 degrees. But if you step into a sauna, it is hot. It is something that you are probably only going to be in by yourself. When you step into a sauna, you're going to have to shed some clothes. You know that it's going to be time of sweating, but God is saying to step in, I'll be right there with you. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abad, Mm, shut your mouth, with step into the fire, I will be right there with you. See, in the sauna, in your confession booth with him, a sauna improves our overall health, our overall wellness, and our performance. A sauna helps us to aid in the intense physical activities that we experience in this world. A sauna begins to flush our toxins and the sweating things that try to stick on us throughout the day. A sauna improves. To renew our mind, to help our brain health and activity. A sauna relieves stress as we cast aside the weight, not only sin, but the weight that easily besets us. A sauna cleanses our skin. A sauna helps our metabolism. Our sauna does automatic regulation to get us right back in the right place in the right state but we run from the sauna because it's hot we run from the sauna because we don't want to get real we run from the sauna because we don't want to change we run from the sauna because it's easier to stay in a lukewarm environment matter of fact we can step outside and get cold but God is saying when you're hot I can help you when you're cold I can help you but when you're lukewarm you got to make a decision what will you do psalms 51 verse 10 create in me a new heart O god and renew a right spirit in me that is a hot prayer that is a prayer that's committed and saying lord whatever you need to do do it lord i expose myself Lord, I want to be right before you. Yes, I want to make petitions. Yes, I want to make supplications. But Lord, you got to fix me first. Lord, I want to be positioned to be used by you. Lord, help me. First John chapter 1 verse 9, it says we have to confess our sins because he is faithful to forgive us and he will cleanse us of every form of unrighteousness. So I bid you, church, as we close, I got so much to talk about, but we got to stop right there. I want to finish with confession. I'm praying that this week during the fast, beyond eating your oatmeal, beyond eating your vegetables, beyond eating your fruit, that this becomes a week that as we've tuned out the world and tuned in to God, that you restore your relationship with him that you begin to get relieved of the past. There are certain things that you probably do need real counseling, but there are other things that you have been suppressing. And during the fast, I'm asking God to bring it up. I'm asking God to expose it so we can deal with it, so you can walk into 2021 hot. God wants to make it different. God wants to make you ready to be able to do his purpose and will, that we don't just talk about it, that we begin to experience. God has given us all the tools, all of the instruments of grace to be able to exercise ourselves prosper- purposely, that we can live a life to the full and a life of more ever overflow. So Father, as we get ready to close the day, I know the sermon was a little bit different. It was challenging. And if we can be honest, you had to work it through me as I evaluate and took time at the end of the year to think about all the things I've been through and my attitude and my disposition. And you told me adoration and confession. See, as we come back next week, I had to stop right there. But next week we're gonna talk about Thanksgiving because adoration Talks about who he is, but thanksgiving reminds us of, of what he's done for us. But it's confession, that's the glue that sticks both together. And then we can sit in the middle of his purpose. Then we can sit in the middle of his will. Then we can pray and we know our motives are right. Then we can pray and we've checked our ego at the door. Then we can pray and God begins to hear us. Then we can step and approach his throne room with confidence, with expectation, with grace. But it's going to take spiritual discipline. A heart of confession, a heart of thanksgiving, and a heart of adoration. Exercise yourself appropriately this week. If you fell down, this is your time to get back up to keep going. Training sessions will be here 1030 every Sunday to give you boost, to give you encouragement, no matter if you slipped or fall. You have a community of believers that are online that are willing to help you. But the Bible says, as in 1 Timothy chapter 7, that you have the responsibility to exercise yourself appropriately. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. Lord, I do not want to just be an encourager, but Lord, I want to be a pastor. Lord, I want people to be able to see and experience the goodness of the Lord. Lord, as we challenge people, we pray that Diverse City will not be the church of Lodicea, that we won't be caught up in stuff and things that we can obtain, but we will be a church that reflects your glory and your goodness. So Lord, I just pray as we walk our way week by week and day by day and meal by meal, during this fast that you begin to renew a right spirit in us. As we make our confessions to you, we thank you, Lord, that you forgive us. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. You loved us when we were unlovable. You were able to take our ashes and turn it into beauty. You are able to use the weak to conform the wise. And so we surrender ourselves to you. Lord, we step into a sauna right now. Lord, we ask for your grace, we ask for your mercy, and we ask for your forgiveness. Forgive us today for every sin of omission and every sin of commission. And Lord, we ask you to reposition us today. Lord, we thank you that we've made it this far. Lord, we thank you that the best is yet to come. So Father, today as a church and as an individual, I choose to follow you. I choose to exercise myself appropriately. I choose to push away the plate. I choose to disconnect from the world and to connect back to you. Lord, I pray for your people to be restored in their place, that they begin to restore communion with you, Lord. We didn't get time to get to it, but in Revelations 3.20 that you are standing at the door and you're knocking you're knocking. You're knocking on the hearts of your people. You're wanting to come in. You're wanting to show them what to do, how to do, where to go, when to go. And we complain and we get upset. And Lord, we are sorry today. We're sorry for our complaints in 2020. We're sorry for our distractions in 2020. We're sorry for the things that we, the seeds that we sown out of discord. And we ask for your forgiveness today expose and reveal and deliver everything that's not like you we choose to exercise our spiritual disciplines because you've called us to be more than conquerors you've called us to be sons and daughters and kings and priests in your kingdom so Lord we choose today to be a church to be a people to be a son to be a daughter to be an individual that choose to live like you. Just like David, Lord, we choose to confess up, not to confess left, not to confess right, not to confess back. Lord, we give you today and we thank you in the name of Jesus that we can receive grace that we can receive mercy or in Luke chapter 11 verse 3 that we can receive our daily bread. You will give us our provision. You will give us guidance. You will give us direction and I thank you in advance that we can testify as we were able to step into the sauna, as we were able to step into the gymnasium of the Holy Spirit that we're coming out better, stronger, and wiser to defeat anything, to defeat any distractions, to defeat any satanic or demonic attack that oppose and stand against the will of God. So we remove anything that causes us to cool down and we light it up in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. All right, Diverse City. We have finished One quarter of the fast. Let's keep going. We can do this together. Listen, when I come into 2020, I say, why not? Why not go for it? Why not see if we give our life to God, what he can do? You owe it to yourself. Matter of fact, you owe it to your family. You owe it to your children. You owe it to your spouse to be able to walk according to the plans and the purposes of God. So you have a church here of diversity, of no conditions, no judgment, just love, that we can believe that you are righteous even though you fell down. But today, make a conscious decision in your heart to get back up again. Join us every day. We're coming with daily motivation and inspiration to get you kick-started on your day as we do this fast together, and we will see you next weekend for part three of Spiritual Disciplines. Take care. God bless. We love you.